What do you think some of the biggest changes affecting our agencies in the next couple of years? I think there's a few. One is people going direct, right? I think that that's going to be more and more of an issue. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but how important are referrals to your agency? Huge, huge. We've been open for 31 years. So oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We're in a pretty affluent area uh, of Miami called Coral Gables. So, you know, the name recognition's there. Our clients love us. Some of them have been with us for 20, 25 years. Their kids have grown up and, and been with us. So, wow. So referrals are, are huge. And then the other thing, since we're so big on property, is we, we work with a lot of uh, realtors, realtors and mortgage brokers. Oh, cool. um, you know, with them, they just want to want to sell the, the house or issue the mortgage and move on. So if you're efficient and you keep them happy, they'll just keep sending them your way. Yeah. What are some tips for that to keep them happy and to, and to create those partnerships? Biggest thing, and I was actually supposed to meet with a, a mortgage broker tomorrow, is the first thing is just like any sale, talk about their need. So are they working with someone mm. now and what's their pain points? And usually yeah. it's the same thing. Like I send the quote, sometimes I don't get it back for two or three days. So what we do is we have an individual who works directly with that mortgage broker or realtor. So that's that's the first thing. So that there's this one-on-one interaction and they're kind of ping-ponging stuff off each other. And then if there's an issue or that person's out, then you know obviously the office manager can uh, can get in. Second thing is get those quotes out quick. Even if you don't have all the information, if you know maybe whether or not they have an alarm or they're in a gated community, you don't have that. Send out the quote and say this quote's based on X, Y, and Z. Right. They they nice. just need something to start the mortgage process, uh-huh. right? Or or for the buyer to have a rough idea of what their expenses are going to be. So get it to them quick. That's the first thing, and then and you can predicate it. You know this is based on X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and then they're happy. Nice. So that that speaks to the whole the whole thing of having the capacity, right? You could go cheap, try to run lean, but then if you can't get back to realtor or a load officer for three days because there just isn't enough time of the day to pump out the quotes, that's gonna be so much more costly, yep. right? Losing that opportunity and potentially getting a bad reputation for not even being able to provide business than it would be to pay somebody to be you know jotty on the spot on that thing exactly yeah don't hire for the need when you see it you have to hire for what you anticipate happening yeah always mm-hmm. ahead yep. it's always like a little bit ahead like okay can i afford it not really but i probably should then do it you got to right it's almost like most decisions that we make to be 
really successful in this business, we're not ready for, and we can't afford. Yeah. Right. right. And you, but you have to do it because it to, in a month when we lose premium because we're not growing, we're even less ready and even less able to afford it. Yep. Exactly right. And that that was one of the things you know before I kind of ran the show here. There was a program, a food truck program, and as a sales producer, I was like, "Ooh, this is this is enticing, right? Annual commercial policies plus a general liability policy ended in the marine. Like, I'm going to round out this account. Like, this is this is nice. Well, you know, me as the sales guy, I want gangbusters. I think I did 300 food trucks in a year. I set the record. Wow. Sub- wow. Subsequently, got non-renewed. But <laughs> that's oh, part of the man. business, right? But, but but talking about capacity, so I I oversold. So yeah. I went out there and I sold over 300 of these. But what do they need? They need certificates. They go to events. Every oh, event needs boy. a certificate of insurance. <laughs> and we we learned the hard way that like you know okay Jason did his job like who's gonna be behind right. him to get all these certs out for all these parks and colleges and cities and yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, young, young in my career, I was like, I thought, oh, yeah, commercial's huge because the premiums are great and all this. And right. I started selling a few deals. And the amount of service required for some of these, like a like a big commercial policy, like a contract, general contractor yep. that you know goes and is doing work on a hospital and has all these subcontract. It was like, oh, yep. man. And I am in Adobe trying to create these cert- <laughs> primary uh, non-contributory oh, waiver subrogation. Right. Yeah. And you did oh lot. you missed the letter here and you have to redo the whole thing. It's just oh <laughs> yeah. Man. So it, so yeah. Also know easy. what you can do from a service standpoint or what the requirements are, huh? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Just kind of map so, it all out. <laughs> yeah. And again, we talk about this a lot, is it's it's good to be narrow and deep instead of being the uh jack of all trades, right? Because yep. then you're the master of none. So that speaks to the client, right? Servicing that client. Bringing on that new client, how does that onboarding look for a new client? And what do you do to create the optimal client experience so they want to keep renewing and renewing and renewing? Good question. So there's a couple of things. One is we both on the phone and via email tell them exactly what the process is, what documents they need to sign, how they need to sign them, who's going to handle the cancellation of their old insurance. We typically take that that on. We take that burden on because we, we see there's a value add there because that other you know, the incumbent's going to try to keep them. So, you know, we're very transparent on the phone and then we back it up with an email on what the next steps are. And then what we also do is we have one service person who follows up just to make sure all those documents are in. So we don't run into compliance issues or, you know, now with telematics being a, a bigger thing with a lot of the auto carriers, making sure that they did that right, whether it's plugging in a device or downloading an app on their phone. And then the first renewal, we're very, very diligent on reaching out to them and just making sure they're they're happy and discussing any potential rate changes. And then at that point, if we didn't cross sell it at point of sale, you know, hey, by the way, have you thought about the life insurance or your homeowner's insurance or your neighbors? You know, we were able to help you. I'm sure we can help them. And then we and we do that all the way pretty much through. Love that. And then I'm sure that helps with the retention. Besides that awesome onboarding experience, what else are you doing to help increase that retention? So that's probably the biggest thing we do in the beginning. Then the other thing is just impeccable service. So like even on if you look at like our web pages and our reviews, they're very, very positive, like probably almost a little overkill because we are so attentive to their needs. 
these people don't wait. If they need something, we get it to them right away, whether it's a mortgage change or a car change. We just show them that we care and that if they took the time to reach out to us, we're going to stop and take that time to to do what they need. So that's that's a really big thing that we pride ourselves on. How did you instill that on such a large team? It's just a culture thing. And I remind them, even the most difficult client pays their bill. And that bill allows us to pay you and keep these lights on, you know? So take the time to just do it right. And if you do it right, you do it once. (laughs) If you do it wrong, you end up doing it twice. So, and I remind them that all the time and it resonates with them. And just teaching from the beginning, like, this is our process. This is why we do it this way. Like, you know, I was in aviation. So we used to say that every rule was written in blood, right? Like somebody Uh, made a mistake that caused something bad to happen. Yeah. Well, every process we have in this office is because we probably did it a more inefficient way in the past and we <laughs> right, came up right. with this. Yeah. I love that. Those processes are so critical to running a smooth organization, especially as you grow and you're at the at the level you are with 15 people. You can't have everybody doing everything a different way. Yeah, there has to be continuity through the organization. Yeah. It has to be. Has you to know. be. Yep. So how about you, besides listening to this most important podcast, how do you keep yourself motivated? Uh, I, I think I've just always kind of been a type A person Uh and you know, my reputation means a lot to me. So I'm just, I just never slow down or pump the brakes at all. And I, I think part of it's like fear too, right? Like, so 15 years in highly successful agent, you know, people know who I am. It's like, you don't, you don't want people to catch a slipping, you know, you don't want to fall off. And then the thing that always scared me probably slightly subconsciously is it's like a freight train, right? Like when you're going and you're doing 60 miles an hour, it's awesome. But if you scale back and now you're doing 20, it takes a while to get back up to speed. Yeah. So, So I've always felt like it's just better to stay at 60. Yeah. I love that. Momentum. Momentum. Just keep the momentum. Yeah. This business is so interesting because of the tail, right? So if you go down to 20, right, you go from 60 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour, you don't notice a difference today or tomorrow or the next day or the day after. But in a month, all of a sudden you do. Yep. And then, like you said, to ramp back up to 60, you don't just turn it back on because now you're going to wait another month for it to get better or even longer. Exactly. And then this, and then to see the results even, you know, even longer than that, like if you right. try to start going, you don't even know for another 30 days if your plan even worked. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. What do you think some of the biggest changes affecting our agencies in the next couple of years? I think there's a few. One is people going direct, right? I think that that's going to be more and more of an issue. I think that especially with the more simpler type policies, right? Like maybe even auto, if we don't explain it right and create a value, people are just going to go to comparative raters or go to direct carriers. And Mm. there's there's a potential there that we go the, and I I was actually talking to my partner about that yesterday. Like if we don't do our jobs well, we're going to go the way of the travel agent. Yeah, right. Like, right. like think about it from like the forties up until the nineties travel agent was how you booked a vacation, right? Uh-huh. How you coordinated your flight and your Disney tickets and the rental car and the hotel. And now every single one of us pretty much does it online on our own. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we really have to be a value add to the consumer so that they want to talk to us. Yeah. That's one thing. And there's still travel agents, right? There's just less of them because some right. of them, some of them adapted and figured out a way to be a value add. That's one thing that I that I'm keeping an eye on that I'm constantly, you know, cognizant of. 
The second mm-hmm. thing is automation. There's technology that's available, something a lot of it that we take advantage of that um, is going to help us automate a lot of the more mundane processes that we may have maybe have a person doing right now. So I think automation is, is the second value where you keep that personalized touch, you keep that value add by staying in contact, but you also automate some of the more rote processes that we that we do in an agency. Love that. Yeah. Could you give an example of that? Yeah. So so just one example is the renewals, right? Uh-huh. So just envision, and we'll talk about property for a second, because if you're a captive auto, you're kind of limited, but say property. I know in Florida, there's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of rate increases. So, you know, we can automate a renewal email and even a comparative rater showing that, listen, we know that X policy went up, but it's going up everywhere. Here's three other options that either give you less comprehensive coverage, maybe they cap water damage, or they're more expensive or they're not offering you the level of liability that you have. So, you know, here's everything. If you want to make the jump, give me a call. We can talk about next steps, but I strongly recommend you keep what you have. Like imagine just automating that. So not just, uh, not just the here's your renewal, but here's the work I did for you before I talked about that renewal. Right. It's huge. Definitely. It's almost like beating them to the punch of shopping. It's exactly. like, hey, I'm going to do this for you and prove that no matter what I got you, it's not even giving them the the ability to go out and do that for themselves. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that, that I teach my people from the beginning. I let them make this mistake because everyone always does it in the beginning and then I let them do it. And then I talk to them about why that's probably not the best idea. So, you know, let's talk about, you know, a mortgage broker referral, right? And they're buying a house. Homeowners insurance is expensive here. So you send them the best quote. All they see is that one number, right? And there might be some sticker shock there. Now you have to explain why you sent them that. Every person does it on their first deal. And I let them do it because I know it's going to happen. And then I walk them back and I go, you quoted it with how many carriers? I quoted them with 10. Show them all 10. Yeah. Right. So that there are no other options. Like, okay, well, everything is right here. Exactly. If you show them 10, they know you shopped it for them. So there's no reason for them to shop on their own. Yeah. I love that. And and the learning by doing, and, and it does seem to constantly repeat itself. I just had one of my, I have a couple new producers and this happens every time. I, I think we'd all be nodding our heads here where they go, oh, I just got one. And they, they hang up the phone and you're like, oh, okay. Did you get payment information and you bind it? Oh, well, no, they're going to, they're going to do it tomorrow, but they, <laughs> but they're a hundred percent in. And I'm like, okay, I'll believe you tomorrow. So let's circle back tomorrow. We'll talk about that win. And then inevitably they didn't get a hold of them the next day. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. So you have to help them learn that they need, like, if that person is a hundred percent, then you need to get that payment information. You need to bind it. It yep. needs to be done because nothing's going to happen tomorrow. We're not going to ever get a hold of them again. Right. It's going to nope, be another right. 30, 60, 90 days. Exactly. Before we get a hold of them. Yep. The hardest part is to just get them on the line. You had a captive audience. Right. They told right. you they liked it. Like, Yes. What are we waiting for? Yep. I, I'm actually, it's funny you said that I'm working on that now in our sales CRM system where we have call scoring, right? So there's like uh-huh. a script in there. And not only does it gauge how well they follow the script, but it also gauges how well they overcome objections and ask for the sale. Because mm. so often you see people like, okay, here's the number. It's like, I tell them it's like a order taking. It's like Burger King, right? Like you have it your way. They, they right. want a quote, you give them the price. And then there's like this pause where it's like, do they like it or not? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, yep. and it's like, guys, like ask for the sale, create a value, talk about property yep. damage or what you did about rent 
rental car and rental car prices being through the roof and then ask for the payment. Like, don't be afraid. Yeah. We were just talking about that on the elite dudes call by saying, and it's two forty five a month, then stopping. That's not a close. Nope. Right. It's two forty. Hey, Jason, it's, it's going to be two forty five a month. Like that, (laughs) that's not a close. It's it's two forty five a month. All I need is your account and routing. Who do you bank with? Then shut up. Exactly. Right? Yep. You have to just push it. It's like they're they're right on the one inch line, and they don't want to punch it into the end zone. You know, yeah. I, it's this fear of hearing no, but it's already a no if you don't ask. Yep, exactly right. It's like the you know Seahawks with Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's like you're there, just you're there, get it, just go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you yeah you brought up the CRM lead vault right? Yep, yep, that's it. Talk a little bit about that. I'd love to hear about that and and have the listeners hear a little bit about that. Sure. So yeah. So you know, years ago, I was using a, a CRM system that got bought by another company, and they kind of pivoted to a different vertical, like mortgages. Um, and then I I left there and I started using another another competitor, and I realized that by the time I spent with their customer service and trying to customize their system, I didn't have a positive customer experience. Right. So I'm just I kind of got upset and I'm like, instead of fixing their system to work towards me, I decided to build my own system with, you know, our agency best practices and to make it licensable so that other agents could benefit from it as well. So that was uh that was the hard way to get an easy result, right? Like it took about a year of programming and then another year of uh, beta testing it inside my office. Um, but it's working well, really, really well. We increased our production this year by about 42%. Uh, in new business. So, wow. So it was worth it. Yeah. So what kind of stuff could it do? So it does a lot. It has automation with regards to like email drip, call prioritization with a local presence, two-way text communication. I've even set it up now, especially with a lot of this TCPA uh, rules that are coming in. Like in Florida, there's a Florida TCPA on top of the federal TCPA. So you can customize to your state's rules, how often you want to reach out to a person and for how long. So it keeps you on the right side of the law. You know, workflows are in there. One big thing that I noticed that a lot of the other systems didn't do is none of us have a 100% closing ratio, right? Like it just Mm, doesn't happen. But what are we doing for the follow-up? Like we know what kind of cars they have for sure. We know who their real carrier is and not what they put on the internet lead. And once we do a quote, we know when their policy is expiring. So what are we doing using automation to reach back out to them before they shop again in three or six months. Right. Mm. So, so like one of the things that I built in our system is a disposition window where our staff puts all that info in. And if they don't close the deal, which is going to happen, the system says, Hey, your policy's coming up for renewal in 30 days. We should have another look. I mean, to have that go out automatically is huge. Tremendous, you know, and and that's built in from the, from the get-go. So that's some of the key features that we that we built in there. Another thing that I built that we had added down the road was during COVID, I'm like, okay, so, you know, this person is at home and this person's in the office. I would email sometimes. They're, they're doing a quote, so they don't see the email. I'm, like, I'm going to build like an internal commu- text messaging communication system right within the, the lead system. So all of us can communicate with each other right inside Lead Vault. So even mm-hmm. our, our dudette, if she gets a live lead and maybe one person's already doing a quote, another person's at lunch, she can just send a message to there. And then whoever's available can pop up and say, give it to me. I'll work it. Boom. Yep. And then that nice. one off sleeping at lunchtime loses out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, shame on them that. for eating. <laughs> yeah. What do, they, what do they think they're doing? 
Didn't they say? Didn't uh, Gordon Gecko say that lunch is for wimps? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Where can people learn more about the leadvolt.com? Yep, it's just leadvolt.com, uh, L-E-A-D-V-O-L-T. And they can, you know, schedule a demo. The, the website shows a lot of the features that we've built in there. And then there's more to come. Like, I'm not, we're not stopping. So Love it. I love that. So moving along, what would be your number one recommendation to anybody crazy enough to be in this business, get in this business, moving forward, that would make the biggest impact for them and their agency? I'd say you, ha- you have to have passion. You, ha- you have uh-huh. to love it. And not just the insurance itself, but just kind of the game of business, right? Like figuring stuff out, building out processes, training people. Like you have to love, it's like being a football player, right? You can't just love catching the touchdowns on Sunday. You have to love running your routes in practice, hanging out with, with your teammates in the locker room. Like just have passion in anything that you do. The rest will work itself out, but. If you have passion and this is a business that you want with you know, residual income and a steady stream, just go in, but dive, dive all the way. Right. You've I got love to that. go. Yeah. Can't have one leg in one yeah. and another leg out. Passion. passion. Super awesome. Jason Killings, this has been incredible. Dropping knowledge nuggets all over here. How can all the insurance dudes and dudettes out there find out what you're up to, learn about Lead Volt and everything in your world? Sure, sure. So I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on the uh, Insurance Dudes group page. You can reach out to me there. Um, you can email me, you know, at jason at leadvolt.com. I'll even, I'll even give everyone my cell phone. They can feel free to text me. I love insurance and I love talking about it. I love picking other people's brains. So insurance nice. is my life. Awesome. So as they walk past the subscribe button for the podcast and then pass the subscribe button to the YouTube channel for the insurance dudes, <laughs> then they head over to Lead Vault. <laughs> Or the insurance suits group and, and shoot you a message. Is that what yep. you're saying? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they can go to Lead Vault and schedule a demo. They can email me at Jason at leadvault.com or even send me a text on my cell. It's uh and I'll give it to you guys. It's you're crazy. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Let's see. Yeah. It's uh six three one eight three nine seven three four five. Nice. Yeah. Well, Jason, it. is it safe to say that you're killings it? <laughs> I like that, Craig. That yeah. is a first. I like that. Dude, that is the title of this episode is Jason Killings It. Yeah. That's it. Just drop it and then have like a mic, a <laughs> mic and an arrow down. Mic drop. <laughs> nice. Well, man. Love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Hang around. We'll we'll chat a little bit after, but uh, we really had a great time. And uh, I'll speak for myself. I had a great time. I, I, I had, had time a fantastic well. time. It was cool. perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and we'll see you down the road. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Okay. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here, and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over $10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.